We present Terry Flynn by Patrick Kavanagh, a radio version of the stage play by P.J. O'Connor, with Donald McCann as Terry and Peg Monaghan as his mother. The play is directed by Tim Danner. Terry Flynn. We are in the townland of Drumnay, in the county of Monaghan, on the feast day of Corpus Christi, 1935. We see silhouetted against the sky distant mountains, the spire of Dargan Chapel, the roofs of the Flynn House and out offices, and the high bushes of the fence which separate the Flynn and Finnegan farms. Against the wall of the Flynn House rests Tarry's bicycle. Inside the kitchen, Mrs Flynn is seated beside the fire, examining the corn on her little toe. Harry Flynn, her only son, is standing on a stool, searching the top of the dresser. Uh, where the devil did I put me cap? Now, what's this? Uh, me old Jotto with the poems. Of all the mean men that ever was, you're the meanest. Of a whole of them are to be looking for the old chap for 25 minutes past eight. On an apple-ripe September morning, through the mist-chill fields I went, with a pitchfork on my shoulder, less for use than for devilment. The thrashing mill are was set up by you. Are you going to go to Mass at all, or do you mean to be home with them itself? Did any of you see me, Kiap? Hath to be late for Mass. If it wasn't the chap, it'd be something else. The stud, or there'd be a button off the coat. Ah, don't be bothered me. Well, you could do the hell out of that and go to Mass. On the blessed day of Corpus Christi, to think of a man sling-slanging about the house and the first Mass near half over. I'm going to take the bike, I tell you. Hens not fed. Pot not all for the pigs. And you washed your face in the well water about as much as we'll have that'll make the breakfast. Where's this one? Mary! Lord God Almighty, but you're another of the Sunday girls. Lying up there in bed like a churn of rain that have you any shame at all in you? Oh, it's me has the good family that I ought to be proud of. And it's not this man here, it's one of you. That's what left the Carlins where they are, getting up one of them at eight, another at nine, making two breakfasts. If they had one breakfast now, they wouldn't be as hard to talk to. There, no, it's half eight and no sign of you going. Don't I know well you put that clock on a half hour last night? I didn't. We're half a minute. Oh, terrible close morning. Did any of you see me cap? Here, Mary, will you try and get this fellow his cap and get him away to mass down here then? Lord, Lord, he's starting to puff at the curse of God fag at such an hour of the morning. Have you any cutting up at all in you? Here's the old cap. He must be blind he couldn't get it. Didn't want to get it. Will you like a decent girl? Run out to the cart house and see if his bike is pumped. It's hard enough to carry him. A poor thing it is to hear a man that doesn't care for God, man, or the devil. And him known as well as the heads on his body that ain't to go to the market this day with them cocks we caught last night. Hope they'll be able to swap them for pullets. Don't get very big pullets for them, but they're good marks, chickens. Not to do too bad. Lord, oh Lord, Aggie left here to go to Mass at five minutes to eight. And there's that man still steaming away at the fag like a railway engine. Take Charles Factory to keep him in fags. Mary, look out up there and see if you can see Brady coming with the milk. We haven't a drop for the breakfast. 
Hawkins the long gutted it before we went to bed last night. Terry, will you for my sake and for everybody's sake get up and go to mass? I'm always in there too soon when I go be you. I'll quit talking. I'll quit talking. And here's Brady. The strawberries look in the bowl. She couldn't be looking the bowl. I don't think. You can give me half as much milk as she ought to. She took the bull a fortnight ago. Unless she's the devil's ranter altogether, she wouldn't be coming round for three weeks. It'd be a terrible loss if she won't keep the bull. There's a lot of cows going wrong that way. Tarry, will you hurry up and be home early from us in case you have to go with that cow? We'll have to sell her a stripper if she doesn't keep the bull. The white cow is a tear in her teeth that's a total thread, like a tear from buckwire. Lord. That's more of this man's doing. How many times did I tell him to fix that peeling and not have the book wire trailing halfway across the field? To look at this place, a person to think we had the man about it. Do you think what the teeth need to be bathed, Brady? Aye. Oh, look at him there, with his big nose on him and the old cod of a face like his Uncle Petey, that, that a Protestant wouldn't be worse than him. And there's more than that, a dirty old dog. Arrow, what? There's other things going on that might get us all into trouble. What's that you're saying? If some fellas we know are not in jail before the next week or so, I'll be surprised. <laughs> Is there something to do with this fella here? What? Is that the way it's with you? A girl knocked off her bicycle at Drumnay Cross, and there's going to be a lot of trouble about God, it. God, oh God, oh God, oh God. What heavy hands lead on some poor girl. Worse. God, oh God, what could be worse? Who was she? Mary Riley. Mary Riley? Whatever was done to her, I don't know. Only what I heard. <laughs> it's all nonsense, all nonsense. Oh, God, oh God, isn't it a poor thing? I can't have one day's peace with the whole Rick Meticius. I'm and I the heartbroken woman. And me go to the market the day. I won't be the better of this for a week. Now, what was done to the girl? Nothing. Nothing. There'd be to be something or Brady wouldn't have it. Lord, oh Lord, why can't you be like another and not have us the talk of the country? Not that I care a straw for that stuck-up whipster of Riley's. A bit of mauling wouldn't do her much harm. But you to get your name up with her, that's what I can't stand. It's a pity you wouldn't try to keep away from the cross. Get up now and go to Mass. I'll be back quick in case you have to go to Kearney's with that cow. Harry! Fierce grey weather. A terror, Eusebius, afraid. I put clay up to me spuds last week. They're doing terrible well. Oh, the pahash is your man. I only put on the beer, hundred. You did, and the rest. Did you hear anything about the other thing, Terry? Hmm? No developments. I heard she went to the big man about it. Holy God. Her father, Marky. She was seen going up to the parochial. Oh, because there'll be sport about this. <laughs> there'll be sport about this. <laughs> yeah, they can go to hell. <laughs> we are outside the partly closed door of Dargan Parish Chapel. Tari and Eusebius have not yet arrived. But other latecomers, Larry Finnegan and Charlie Trainer, 
are kneeling on one knee in the sunlight, trying to peep through the aperture in the door. The parish priest, Father Markey, has just begun the sermon. There was a great poet, and his name was Tom Moore. He wrote a song called Rich and Rare. There's a, there's a weedy old piece of spuds, them Peter Megan's Charlie. Huh? Yeah, he doesn't put on the dung, Larry. The man that doesn't drive on the dung won't take out a crop. Not like the dung. Oh, you're right. her beauty was far beyond her sparkling gem. And the snow white wall. Oh, God, here come the drum there, contingent. The charge of the late brigade. <laughs> the last of the war, <laughs> Jim. They got the sermons. So good or so yeah, it cold. sounds better than the usual spiel. Tonight, I fear not the least alarm. No son of Aaron. Would offer me, me uh, the well, we get well, they love women. <laughs> oh, you kneel down the hell over there, he'll see you. Hey, you'll do the same. Hypocrites! Humbugs! Coming here Sunday after Sunday, blindfolding the devil in the dark, as the saying goes. And the headquarters of all this rascality is a townland called. What did I tell you, Zabies? That's the stuff. A young girl was going through this village. She was riding her bicycle home from (laughs) When she was passing Drumney Crossroads, she was set upon by a crowd of blackguards. And blackguards is no name for them. And the toads torn off her back. Good God! Good God! What is this? Country coming to atheists, scallywags. I don't blame the unfortunate wretches so much, but I do blame the half-educated blackguards who put them up to such work, the men who make the balls for others to fire. Balls is right. But I'll not rest <laughs> on the legs till I make an example of these scoundrels who are sullying the fair name of this parish. I'll bring them to the bar of justice. If it takes me ten years. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Drumney Crossroads, where a decent man or woman can't pass without a tod being thrown at them or some filthy expression. And they come here to mass. These blackguards. They were better at home. Tell us to go. A thousand times better. <laughs> Father Daly will be on six hours oh, this week. The women's A grand carnival dance will be held in the parochial hall tonight. Oh, lovely with admission, dance, gentlemen, yeah. three and six, three ladies, six, half a pound. The right of admission will be strictly reserved. A collection for the proper Not one Irish piece, have I, but the whole brick meticulous. Now, how the devil could you go on about as you are with a face nearly like the bottom of a pot? Go along, Aggie, you scutcher. How dare you say a thing like that to me? Oh, nobody can talk to you. The person only opens their mouth, you ate the face off. The first thank you and thumpy, Aggie, you quips to you. Your face is scrubbed off and off. And damn to the much you're making of it. I could be twice married when I was your age. I wonder you didn't make a better bargain show. Er, uh, what? Is it making it your poor father? Lord of mercy on him, yar. Bad luck to you, ain't you? Hell, I'm for a tinker. 
Look out and bring in a lock of sticks for the fire beyond. Oh, here's that fellow back from us. <laughs> a mission in Dargan, no less, huh? And up here's a little dish. Take off that good suit now, and not have everything on the one rack like the Carlins. And give Mary a hand to team the pot. Ready to make your mug of tea over. Maybe I'll run a centre on the potato drills today. A right day for it too. It'll be awkward work with only one horse on the old plough. What can you do? Flynn's drills always look the same, in and out, like a dog piddling on snow. It'll be a good crop, whatever. May, isn't it a lovely day? We are now in Flynn's potato field in Mucker. Tarry has changed into his old patched trousers and shirt. He is sitting, leaning against the fence which divides his farm from Joe Finnegan's. The old school exercise book is on his knees. The horse and plough are some distance away. He has forgotten all about them. The wet leaves at the cock's foot. Polished my boots as I went round by the glistening bog holes. Lost in unthinking joy. Hello, Terry. Hello, Molly. Taking things easy. Aye. Oh, it's fierce great weather, Molly. Uh, I'm Luca for a nest of our legs. Bad luck to the same hens. How well it's here they've come to lay. How's your mother? Oh, damn to the bother, Molly. Aye. Well, I look this side of the drain. I kind of thought I saw one making a nest on this side. In the two ends of a gulpin. That was my chance and no mistake. The old corn sack's ready all as I planned. I don't need to coax her into the field. That's all I had to do. The two ends of a gulpin is right. Now, still, if she started to screech, what would they say in a broad daylight? Good God, a man would be mad to go near her in the middle of the day. Ah, but you missed the boat all the same. Oh, by God, there's a powerful piece of turnip. Not so bloody bad, as the fellow said. Isn't it a bit late in the season for cutting calves? Oh, not at all. The flies didn't start yet. <coughs> See any women lately? None that counted, anyhow. Hmm. Any word about the Riley one? Oh, nothing more. It isn't over yet, though. All the same, it was a damn mean thing of Joe Finnegan here to give out my name, huh? That was a dirty, lousy thing to do. But I'll get that fella yet, or I'll call myself a damn poor class of a man. I'll get him. Just you wait. <laughs> Easy there, Polly. Ah, oh, there's flaming great spuds. Uh, you must have shoved on the pahash, no matter what you say. Only the hundred. Near closing the alleys. That's fierce for this time of the year. Easy there, Polly, easy. Xavius, you're not in earnest about Mary Riley, are you? Ah, only what I hear. All women's as bad as the Brady's have to get the chance. Do you know what I think? Ah, 
I believe that nearly every girl in this place is a virgin. <laughs> oh, Jabez, you're a very innocent fella. I'd say there wouldn't be more than mm, 20%, if there is that. Well, I wouldn't have thought Mary Riley was late to rest of them. Wouldn't you, then? Well, they're all the same, I can tell you. You're a desperate man, Eusebius. Here you talking, a person would imagine all the women in your country was the one kind. That's the sort of Larry Finnegan here, too. Nobody's out for anything else, according to him. After all, there's... There's more than that in it. You might be right, right enough. You might. Well, I'm sure I'm right. <laughs> there's very few women like that when it comes to the whipping of crutches. Oh, but, James, but you're an innocent fella. Eusebius... <laughs> I'm going to ask you a thing I often had a mind to ask you before. Fire away, fire away. Had you ever happened to do with a woman? Good God, no. Not on your life. <laughs> well, can I take that for the God's honest truth? To be sure, man, to be sure. Oh, look down below. Hmm? wonder who the devil can that be. Ah. Might be the bailiff coming from Carolyn's. Have a betting pad up to them. Carlins will be sold out before long. Oh, indeed, and they will not, Eusebius. They're not that far gone. Uh, dare say you're right. Uh, I'm off. Carlins is as dry and warm a farmer land as there is in the parish. Eh? So. I did. The Holy Spirit is in the fields. It's curse of God, corn and the wheat too, starting to bother me again. I think we'll have a slasher in. The mission's opening next Sunday week, I hear. Oh, when you're finished here, I'll be wanting you to take the heifer over to Riley's bull. Riley's? But they'd be looking five bob. Curly's would be only half that. No matter. The heifer's looking to Riley's. Best let her have her way. What was that you said about the holy something? I said the Holy Spirit was in the fields. Lord, protect everyone's rearing. Is there something to do with the Catholic religion, you mean? It has to do with every religion. It's beauty in nature. You'll have to go to the mission every evening, Terry. I don't want the people to be talking, and as talking they be. The last time there was a mission in this parish... How many years ago would that be? Oh, it's either ten or eleven. The devil ago the Carlins ever went, and their luck wasn't much the better of it. A whole farm, and that's the good dry farm, all going wild. Yellow weeds like a forest. Oh, that was a bad family that couldn't have luck. The abuse they used to give to the father and mother was a total thread. Had you seen this any news? Well, of course I got in the hip. Uh -huh. Catch that fellow to tell you, Anton. I hear the grippers were the Karens again. They'll be out of that before you're much older. They'll be on the broad road as sure as sure. And mind you, that's as dry and as warm a farm of land as there is in the parish. There's a couple of fields there, and you know what? You could clothe them with a pair of asses that are that free. It's a terrible pity you wouldn't take a better interest in your work and you could be the independentest man in Ireland. You could tell all the beggars to kiss your tail. This rhyming's all right, but I don't see anything in it. 
Should have thought there was anything in it, I'd be the last person to say a word against it. But it's taking your mind from the real work. Ah, but you could be the independentest man in Ireland. Maybe you will, too. Do you know what? I think I'll dodge up round Carlin's one of these evenings to see what kind of a place to have at all. I don't know the day or the hour I was up there. Since the last mission, they don't get up till evening, I hear. <laughs> when a party quits going to mass, it's a bad sign. Aye, you'll have to go to this mission, Tarry. Maybe it'll stir up the pack of good-for-nothing geldings that's on the go in Dargan. Aye, might stir them up. You'd never know the good it might do. I was talking to one of the McCardles there. I was telling him he ought to be getting a woman. <laughs> says he. What would I be doing with a woman? I have me paint and me fags, and I'm not going to bring in a woman. Pity Megan sent word the day. But what? He has a notion of Mary. Mary? Don't breathe this to the face of clay. He's a bit past himself. Fair nonsense. He's a good, sober, industrious boy with a damn good farm of land in Miskin and an empty house. Oh, girls can't be too stiff these days. They're all hard, <laughs> pleased, and easy fitted. <laughs> he must be well over the 50, Mark. Well, that's young enough for a healthy man. And mind you, Mary's no chicken. It's only the day I was thinking she's touching 30. Whipster. Throth, if she gets him, she'll be lucky. The three of them below are off and off on the road, and the devil the big rushes on them. As Charlie Trainer says, they're like horse dung. You never walk the road, but you meet them. I always say to them, marry the first man that asks you. There's only three classes of men a woman should never marry. A delicate man, a drunken man, and a lazy man. I am not so sure that the lazy man isn't the worst, Terry. Now, there's a drill there, what the devil happened to it. You mustn't have put any dung on it. My, my, it's a lovely day. Oh, God above, must I forever live in dreams of love? Must I forever see as in a glass the loveliness of life before me pass. You do not come down the road anymore, past the ash tree where the gap in the hedge revealed your blue dress, the trimming to the bottom of Callan's field, and the free wheel of your bicycle, like the whirr of the breeze in the black sallies. Oh, if you could see the clay of time falling away from my feet, when you appeared this side of Callan's gate, you'd come. Mary Flynn. You hear more than I hear, then Molly Brady. Oh, and a good man, too. Look, 
P.T. Megan, no less. P.T. Megan. <laughs> You're good and good. <laughs> Surely to God you wouldn't marry an old thing like that. No bloody fear. The dirty old crooked old idiot. <laughs> I see in his prayers he ought to be. <laughs> Could you bring yourself to go to bed with a hairy old fella like Pete? <laughs> <laughs> Still, maybe that could be got over. What do you mean? No. I tell you some other time. When my mother says you must be a shark and fool. After all, you're not that hard up for a man. Oh, you know. Shh. The birds of Angus. What the bloody hell are you listening to women's talk for? Might see you later. Not so sure. My mother's going age. Nice wee stuff you have, Tally. A bit rough with the head, I understand. Oh, well, she'll have to be doing, Petey. She has the makings of a good bag. A bit shy in the left back quarter, but the makings of a good bag, I understand. That was a powerful hop last Saturday. What a terror. How's the turnips with you, Petey? Oh, who cares about turnips with weather like this? Hell of a crowd there, wasn't it? Fierce out of dread. Well, is that any... Oh, oh damn to the thing doing, Petey. Well, that's the way. You have a fag. Oh, dear God, you're getting swanky. Uh, I swear. Where's the devils, these women of ours? Uh, oh, well, I suppose I'm as well to be on the move. As the man said, I have few things to do. Like that, I better go before night falls. I'll take your time. Come across, have a mug of tea, whatever. No, no, no. I better be going. That's the way. Hey, that's the way. I suppose the, these women of yours uh, won't be home for a while, huh? Well, me mother ought to be home anyway, Petey. You're as well, wait. Oh, no, sure. I can come some other evening. Uh, that's the way. Hey, that's the way. Had you the heifer with Rayleigh's bull yet? Uh, the devil could I. Was just going when Petey Megan looked in, hoping to see the women of the house. The devil of one of them had showed themselves. Oh, whipsters. The devil trapped Mary anyway. Skitting and laughing, the two of them, and whispering, Oh, legit, oh, legit. Hope to God he didn't hear her. How the hell could he? Isn't he as deaf as a post? Oh, well, I wouldn't much mind Mary saying things like that. That doesn't count. If I had to be here, I'd tell her something. Yes. Hard pleased and easy fitted, that's what she is. I saw ones like her before that want a man made for them. I saw them after and they weren't so stiff. Wait till she comes home. All the same, she'll hardly take him. Be me safe, sir, she will. She's not going to lay up on me here and a man come a looking for her. 
Say soon she'll marry him or take the broad road in her head. Wouldn't go to be a nurse in England like the Cassidy girls. Oh, no. If she couldn't be trained in Vincent's in Dublin, she wouldn't be a nurse at all. Won't be to plant down a darling seventy pounds to get her trained in Dublin, the tinker. Where would I get seventy pounds? Stay here, Brady. She'll be heard where she won't be seen. Any any word of what happened about Carlin's today? Well, do you know what? I came around that way coming back. And there's not a blessed thing about the place that Eusebius hasn't whipped over to his place. The ruler that you were always saying you could get, and the good reaping mill. Still, if you be said by, I have a little plan of my own. If all goes well, we might do better than so. Will they be able to pay the debts? Oh, no, no, no. Sure they're there and not the slightest bit of worry on them, no more than if they were as rich as John McGann. I was wondering now, would any greedy devil buy Carolyn's on the quiet? Why wouldn't there? Wasn't there talk of offers before now? Wouldn't they eat you for land round here? It is right. What do you make of it all? The boards of Angus. You're the slackest man I ever met. Some fine day, some cute boy will slip in here and buy that place of Karen's over all our heads. Oh, as sure as sure can be. Oh, what matter? What matter, he says. Come down out of the clouds, Terry, for God's sake, and take an interest in the place. You could be the independentest man in Ireland. Hey, but what does it all mean? What does what What mean? does Anton mean? What does... Drumney and Mishkin and Dargan and the work day after day and year after year mean. Does that ever occur to you, huh? Are any of us people going anywhere oh, except no. to the grave? You'll have to go to this mission, Terry. There's no knowing what good it may do. I believe that the two men that's coming are the two toughest men in the order. Is that a fact? Oh, God above, must I forever live in dreams of love? Must I forever see as in a glass the loveliness of life before me pass? Ah, Mary, Mary, Mary. Now, what in the name of the three gay fellas are you pooching for? For nothing, I tell you. There's a shilling there on the dresser and you can take it. And try not to spend it. Like a man to have money in his pocket. And when you come back with a heifer, you'd better put her in for the night. Not had the other cows leppin' on her. Aye. Please, God, she'll keep this time. You can play the piano, Mary. I'm no good at it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to see you. I was just bringing the heifer over to be... be <laughs> Aren't them nettles very vicious, Lucan? A terror. Marvellous weather. That's terrific. Clout in the evening for the spuds. Do you think so, Terry? Hey, look at that rabbit. 
powerful evening. Right. Uh, you must come up to our house some night, Tari. Oh, good God, no. It's your father Marky and everybody does be up there. What harm? I don't know. You must make a poem for me someday, Tari. Sure, I do be only at that for the card. My, Father Marky thinks you're great. Yeah. Were you never talking to him? I was never talking to a priest in me life. He has a brother who writes plays. Holy. Sit down here, can't you? Yeah. I'd better be getting back. Up there. Up. Tari. 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 It is three weeks later. We are in Flynn's kitchen once more. All this foreign dancing and music is poison. It never belonged to this country. What the bloody hell are you trying to say? You know damn well what I mean. Ah, dry up and don't be making a nature of yourself. A person to think you are missional. And smoking too. I'm and I as much entitled to smoke as you. I may as well have a bit of gas while I can. I have gone to hell all right. What the devil are you trying to say? Supposing Petey Megan saw you with that town fella on the railway slope, wouldn't that be a fine how are you? Do you know what? Fellas like you, that never as much as had their arm around a woman, always thinks there's nothing in a bit of a cure, it's only the one thing. That's all's in your head. And what about Petey? Are you ever going to marry him? Do I look out of me mind? Well, you shouldn't be making a fool of yourself having the neighbours talking. Yeah, what need I care? Codology! Are you looking for a fag? Have a couple here. I tell you, I have one of my own somewhere. I know I ought to have one. Here, take it, take it. I don't want your old fag. Mary Riley, I suppose. Nice wee girl. Isn't she only a lump of dung like the rest of us? Go on out and stop her and hear what she has to say. Go on, I say. You'll miss her. Is it her at all? It is. I thought it might be Alan Cassidy's home from England. Make a rush at it, same as if you were taking a dose of salt. So she can't take a bit out here. Oh, foot ya! Hello. Hello. You can play the piano. Uh, I'm no good at it. Would- would you ever come down this way some evening till we have a talk? Well, I... I was only joking. What about Thursday evening? Ah, not at all. Oh, good God. Surely you didn't say, oh, not at all. Of course you didn't. You said, yes, dear. Thursday evening I did. <laughs> no, what did I tell you? She's mad for you. Didn't I hear? Yeah, don't bother me, don't bother me, don't bother me. I never want to hear another <laughs> word about it. Oh, the heat of the 
Mary, how many eggs do you get the day? Five, uh, four dozen and two. Now, have a look at that, you that's the scholar. Mary, may make the tea. Aye. Two hundred and fifty. Well, of course it's worth twice that. I only mentioned one hundred and twenty because I thought maybe you got it cheap. You know what the place is worth. You know how much the solicitor said he could get for it if the Karens were out. Oh, <laughs> I believe this Cassidy one is home, Mary. Were you talking to her? No, I wasn't. Hmm. Shall I get a man this time or lose a fall? For all that, she's not a bad girl. Back to England she wouldn't go if she got the chance of a man. Hmm. She came to the right place. Eusebius offered a hundred, Terry. Mm. That's about all the money they have now in spite of the stallion. From now on, you'll have to put an inch to your step and quit the curse of God dreaming. That'd be the cuke and that slept out. Lord, these shoes and the feet burned off me. Ah. Aye, but that greedy one's not a bad girl at all, far from it. And I'm sure they give her all they have if she got a good take. Mind you, Molly Brady's a good, healthy girl that'd do a bad turn to no man. Are you listening to me? I am, I am. In two or three years, it's you that could be the independent man. Oh, these ones here will be going sooner or later. Whether they get men or not, out to go at any rate. Let them start an eating house in Shercock or something. Eating yeah, house? Hey, they could do worse. Remember, Terry, it's not as myself I'm thinking. That little place of Brady's had put a real bone in yours. What's better, they give you another outlet to the big road. If you take a fool's advice, which I never took, instead of the old books and the writing, you could be richer than the Rileys. Look at you, Eusebius, cutting calves and pigs and every damn thing to make a penny. And Charlie Trainer that had lift a heap out of cow dung with his teeth. <laughs> it's well I know these parties, and that's why I'd like you to be independent of the whole arithmetic of them. Trust you could. Aye, it would be an easy way, true enough. <sighs> You don't need put aside the curse of God, right? Trust you could. Here, give me over them old boots of mine from under the table. But man, I wouldn't be bothered with these ones that you'd be talking about. May Callan beyond, and this Riley one. Is it Mary Riley you're saying? Who else? Should that poor girl, everyone belonging to her daily consumption. God protect everyone's rearing. There's seven of as nice a fields up there as there is in the parish. If you give them any kind of minding, it's you that could take out the crop. 
Do you know now, when you have the chance, you might do a bit of scouring to that drain, not have us up near to our knees in the winter? Eh, start the morrow. Lord, but doesn't the year slip by in a hurry? Lord, oh. As I crossed McCardle's field, I wondered, as I looked down into the drain, if ever a summer day should find me, shoveling up eels again. Tarry, where are you? Curse the god, Raymond. That was Tarry Flynn by Patrick Kavanagh, a radio version of the stage play by P.J. O'Connor. Tarry Flynn was played by Donald McCann, Mrs. Flynn, his mother, by Peg Monahan, his sisters Mary, Bridie and Aggie by Colette Proctor, Kate Minogue and Celia Salkeld. Mary Riley was Marcella O'Reardon and Eusebius Cassidy, Jan Donald Father Markey was played by Seamus Ford, Petey Megan, Peter Dix, Charlie Trainer, Brian O'Higgins, Molly Brady, Catherine Brennan, and the narrator was Daniel Reardon. The play was directed by Tim Danaher. And you can listen to part two of Terry Flynn next week on Drama on One. To listen back to the play and our recent special on Donal McCann entitled Sketches of Donal, have a look at rte.ie forward slash drama on one. rte.ie forward slash drama on one.